Thank you for listening to the Society of Critical Care Medicine's iCritical Care Podcast. The iCritical Care Podcast is copyrighted material and all rights are reserved. Statements of fact and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of authors and participants and do not imply an opinion on the part of the Society of Critical Care Medicine or its officers or members. Your host is the Society's Associate Editor for Podcasts, Dr. Richard Savell. Dr. Savell is the Associate Director of the Surgical Intensive Care Unit at Maimonides Medical Center in Brooklyn, New York. He also is an Assistant Professor of Medicine at the Mount Sinai School of Medicine. To contact the editorial staff of the iCritical Care Podcast with questions, comments, or ideas, please email info at sccm.org. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Society of Critical Care Medicine's iCritical Care Podcast. This is another audio companion to the e-newsletter for November 16th, 2006. The National Institutes of Health is seeking applications for its Director's Pioneer Award, which supports exceptionally creative scientists who propose highly innovative approaches to major challenges in biomedical research. Applications will be accepted from December 1st, 2006 to January 16th, 2007. Critical care researchers may apply for an award of $500,000 in direct costs per year for five years. The award is open to U.S. citizens, non-citizen nationals, or permanent residents interested in exploring biomedical topics. Award winners must commit at least 51% of their research efforts to the Pioneer Award Project. As researchers strive to find new and better ways to treat soldiers in the battlefield, their studies and innovation ultimately may improve care for trauma and emergency patients throughout the United States, according to a CNN report. Society of Critical Care Medicine member Hassan Alam, MD, a trauma surgeon at Massachusetts General Hospital, told CNN that his research focused on emergency preservation or suspended animation. The procedure is based on the protective effects of lowering the body's temperature. When a patient suffers a traumatic injury, Dr. Alam induces hypothermia by pumping out the patient's blood and replacing it with fluid similar to that used in organ transplants. Once the body is cooled, the patient has almost no blood, little to no brain activity, and no heartbeat. The body's slowed processes give the doctors time to fix the underlying injuries. Once the wounds are treated, the patient is warmed and resuscitated, blood is pumped back into the body, and the patient slowly begins to regain signs of life. Dr. Alam and his colleagues are working on the logistics of a possible human trial after animal testing proved promising. While they acknowledged many challenges in ethics and execution, the direction of this research is one of many promising fronts in military-funded trauma projects. Another society member, Colonel John Holcomb, M.D., commander of the U.S. Army Institute of Surgical Research, said that war always causes improvement in trauma care. It's a forced necessity due to the large number of severely injured casualties in a short period of time, he said. The Society of Critical Care Medicine has joined a cooperative effort to promote healthy work environments in healthcare. The Society, along with the American College of Chest Physicians, the American Thoracic Society, and the Society of Hospital Medicine, has joined the American Association of Critical Care Nurses in embracing the AACN standards for establishing and sustaining healthy work environments. The six evidence-based relationship-centered standards are an effort to overcome circumstances and conditions that can contribute to medical errors and put patients at risk. 
They focus on skilled communication, true collaboration, effective decision-making, appropriate staffing, meaningful recognition, and authentic leadership. Society President Charles G. Durbin, Jr., MDFCCM, strongly supported the initiative, saying that, quote, clear, direct communication is the heart of true collaboration, and the SCCM welcomes the opportunity of advancing this important agenda forward together. A 2005 study sponsored by AACN and Vital Smarts found that 84% of physicians and 62% of nurses and other clinical care providers have seen coworkers taking shortcuts that could be dangerous to patients. However, less than 10% of healthcare workers voiced these concerns. Those who did voice concerns reported observing better patient outcomes, working harder, and feeling more satisfied and committed to staying in their jobs. The first set of critical care guidelines on the diagnosis and treatment of acute viral myocarditis in children appears in a supplement to the November issue of Pediatric Critical Care Medicine. These evidence-based guidelines grew out of a 2005 Pediatric Cardiac Intensive Care Society consensus conference on the topic. The guideline editors convened a group of internationally recognized experts to draw the roadmap for pediatric critical care clinicians to maximize outcome for the task of treating these highly complex cases involving critically ill infants and children, said Dr. Patrick M. Kohanek, editor of Pediatric Critical Care Medicine. Receive the latest critical care news and information on demand with the Society of Critical Care Medicine's iCritical Care Podcasts. See for yourself how this revolutionary technology is changing the way practitioners stay up-to-date and well-informed. Stop by the computer demonstration stations in the Internet Pavilion at SCCM's 36th Critical Care Congress to be held February 17th through the 21st, 2007, in Orlando, Florida, USA. Don't want to wait until Congress? Get connected now at www.sccm.org podcast. Listen to prominent Congress keynote speakers Darren Hyland, MDMSC, Patrick Kohanek, MDFCCM, and Simon Finfer, MDMRCP, as they preview their presentations and discuss their backgrounds in critical care. Congress plenary sessions will be held mornings and afternoons, Sunday, February 18th through Wednesday, February 21st. In terms of the featured podcasts, podcast number 50 has Dr. Finfer, Podcast 47, Dr. Kahanek, and podcast number 46, Dr. Highland. If you have not secured your seat for the 2007 Congress, act now. To discover the latest Congress happenings, access the October issue of Critical Connections, which serves as the Congress Advanced Program. Remember to book early. The U.S. Holiday President's Day will be occurring during Congress, and Orlando is a popular destination in February. To secure the best travel and hotel selections, SCCM is advising all Congress participants to purchase airline tickets and arrange hotel accommodations as soon as possible. A two-year-old boy from Jakarta, Indonesia, died Monday, November 13, 2006, to become the country's 56th fatality from bird flu, according to a recent CNN report. Compelling research has proven that diseases previously thought to be under control continue to re-emerge as new strains of drug-resistant microorganisms. Recent world events, such as avian influenza, involving these mutated diseases may have catastrophic effect on global public health. A healthcare crisis of this magnitude could strain hospital systems and create clinical and psycho-emotional challenges for all intensive care providers. How to treat patients effectively while ensuring staff safety and managing finite resources efficiently raises practical and ethical questions. 
To address these issues, the Society of Critical Care Medicine, in cooperation with the Society of Intensive Care Medicine in Singapore, developed the new Asian Forum, Mechanical Ventilation and Critical Care Response in Epidemics, Advances and Controversies, to be held March 17th and 18th, 2007, in Singapore. During this two-day educational event, participants will explore controversial topics on invasive versus non-invasive ventilatory strategies, lung protective strategies, infectious disease updates, and key concerns in pandemics, planning, and others. The prevalence of anemia in the intensive care unit warrants continuous education on the latest practice trends and challenges surrounding treatment. The second installment of the Society of Critical Care Medicine's innovative clinical focus series, Anemia in the Critically Ill and Injured Patient, will examine the epidemiology and physiology of anemia, as well as the controversies surrounding blood use and therapeutic alternatives. Gain clinical information that you can use immediately to improve patient care during this exciting conference. An international, multi-professional faculty will lead dynamic plenary sessions, captivating point-counterpoint debates, informative panel presentations, and interactive question-and-answer sessions. This conference, Anemia in the Critically Ill and Injured Patient, will be held April 12th and 13th, 2007, in San Antonio, Texas, USA. The Society has released its webcast, Glycemic Control in the Critically Ill Patient, Progress and Problems, which complemented the first clinical focus conference heard earlier this month. Earn continuing education credits while examining recent research relevant to glycemic control and gaining tools to differentiate among glycemic control strategies for various patient populations. The American College of Critical Care Medicine is seeking volunteers to participate in the development of the following clinical practice guidelines. Guidelines for ICU admission, discharge, and triage, guidelines for admissions and discharge for the pediatric intensive care unit, and GI prophylaxis. If you are interested in becoming a task force member, please contact Nikki Brouillette at n-b-r-o-u-i-l-l-e-t-t-e at sccm.org for more information. For the iCritical Care Podcast, I'm Dr. Richard Savell. Register now for the Society's 36th Critical Care Congress to be held in Orlando, Florida, USA, February 17th through the 21st, 2007. Connect with your colleagues and gain a multi-professional perspective on clinical topics relevant to your daily ICU environment by attending the various cutting-edge sessions, hands-on workshops, informative symposia, and exciting social engagements. Don't miss the largest multi-professional critical care event of the year. Register today by speaking with an SCCM customer service representative at 1-847-827-6888 or by visiting www.sccm.org.